Welcome to The Wine Club, episode seven. First, a huge shout out to you, the listener. The Wine Club has amassed a staggering 1,200 listens in six weeks of being born. So thank you to you, the listener. Podcasts are not easy. Today's guest has been mentioned already, not once, but twice on two separate previous episodes and is none other than Ben Grove. Ben has ridden for the likes of Blueprint Skateboards, Unabomber Skateboards, Fans Shoes, and Supreme Shoes, to name but a few, and shares some great tales in this interview. Roll the tape. Who are you guys working for? Who is this? It's uh, Skate Wine. Oh, beautiful. Did you say Skate Wine? Yes, yeah. sir. Hello, welcome to episode seven, I believe, and we've got an absolute special British living legend guest on today. I welcome and present to you Ben Grove. How are you, Ben Grove? Good on, mate, you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Um, it's an absolute honour to have you on. Oh, mate, that's a problem, man. Pleasure. Uh, straight off the bat, as I've been asking everyone, and I know that you like to have a beer, if you were a wine, if you were a wine bottle or a, or, or a beverage, what kind of beverage would you describe yourself as? Well, I've got a glass of wine because I'm skate wine. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. I don't know, I like all beverages, so bottle of Buckfast. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of Buckfast or something. Doesn't Buckfast have uh, caffeine in it? I think so, yeah. yeah. That's that's a perfect uh, perfect representation of yourself. How are you? Are you good? Yeah, good, man. Good. Just been uh, just grafting, mate. Been grafting all day. Looking over a beach. It's not bad. Yes. Not bad. Where else are you at the moment? I'm in a looking. Uh, looking in Cornwall, but um, I'm working. It's about half an hour drive from here. Some some guy's place doing it up for him, doing a big balcony thing. It looks over the beach. It's pretty chilly. Ah, uh, nice, nice. But you aren't originally from Cornwall, are you? No, no, no. Um, from yeah, I've lived everywhere, mate. To be honest with you, absolutely everywhere. Whereabouts? Uh, whereabouts did you start your skateboarding? With skateboarding, it was. Um, Stockport, really, I suppose. Stockport oh, okay. Skate Park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, skating there. Yeah, Bones. Bones in Stockport, man. Did really. I think I had, I had a board when I was a kid, you know, like a Toys R Us pink thing with a case and that. And then, uh, yeah, I was about 13, 13 years old or something when I fully got into skating. So you, you only started skating when you were 13. That's quite late on. So how, how long was the progression from being 13 to when you first got your first sponsor? Things probably about under a year or something. I won my first comp within first year of skating. Uh, um, went to was it? Went to Bristol for a weekend and it was the um, PlayStation competition and they were diving them all around the country. So there was one at Bolton. I think the one I went to um, was at Park and Ride in Bristol. Went down to, in, the, in the little mini with uh, Ted and Dyke. Two guys from Malvern. I used to, used to see my dad uh, once a fortnight, and then lived in Malvern. So, ended up going to the, the, the qualifier and ended up winning in Bristol Park and Ride. That's for me, Dan Wildman, Justin Parker, and uh, I remember, do you remember Oscar Laguna. No, um, Oscar. Yeah, I can't remember his family. Mad, yeah, mad hands, like blood variations on quarters and all that. And uh, we went to. PlayStation London, we won it basically. We won a PlayStation 2, 500 quid, and then I think I got a note after that competition. So wow. I was like, I feel like, oh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, man, pretty quick. What got you into skateboarding? Like, why did you start skateboarding? Two Australian kids moved in 
not far from where I lived. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, I used to go the move to like you know, move to where I was and they were skating, and I just, just I don't know, just got ended up getting aboard. You know what I mean? Look, got well in with these guys. You know what I mean? These two Aussie dudes, and then uh, the rest is history. Really, just got the got the bug. You know what I mean? Who were the, who were the Aussie guys? Who were they? Rob and oh James. Uh, they're just just two lads who moved who moved from Australia with their family. I think they I think they're living back in Australia now. I've not seen them for years, mate. Um, but they just like I say they they, they were skating. There was a little precinct where we used to you know go and fucking get you know pissed and fucking you know just you know what I mean like Friday nights fucking you know precincts like when you're a kid. And then like just that they were skating. We used to skate the precinct and just have these balls, concrete balls, and just try and ollie, or we, you know just. Eventually, could you know learn to get over them and stuff like that. It was, uh... Whereabouts did you meet these guys? Was it back in Stockport? Then was it? No, it was near Stockport. A place called Holmes Chapel. Um, it's where I moved. I moved to. I went to, um, went to primary school and that. Well, for the last last couple of years of primary school, went to secondary school there. Yeah, a long time ago, mate. Mental. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was your like favourite thing to skate back then? What would what did you start off with skateboarding? Was it just that that spot with the Aussies and then? Um, we started going up to, but I mean, I'd go to my dad's once a fortnight, so that's when I go, you know, I go street skating. Cause there's loads of Malvern's like built on Seven Hills, you know what I mean, like San Francisco, you know what I mean. I think, well, I think the Malvern and Sheffield are like just dead Billy's places to go. I skate there. There used to be a place called the Winter Gardens, and I just used to live at Bones, literally just like go there for the weekend. And I met Tony De Silva and um, the Crew York boys. Yeah, so literally. Just live and breathe bone skate park. Do you know what I mean? Used to bunk school and get on the train and go there. And... Ah, right. <laughs> so you, you were more of a park skater when you started off skateboarding then? Yeah, yeah. The only reason I think, well, yeah, pretty much. And then we got like, we got banned from uh, Bone Stockport. We got banned like there's this dude, Matt, these uh, brothers, Matt and Charlie, who they were, they were like nephews of the guy who owned the park. All the dudes, the original dudes, uh, like John Kennedy and Ross Gray. Like John Kennedy's he's a real good uh, musician, DJ, top skater, he used to work in that. They used to love that park, look after it. And they got the boot and these two idiots who didn't skate and all that. They're just interested in chatting up the underage girls and just, you know what I mean, just, just airdress as cars and that. I mean, like proper just... But anyway, long story short, we got we got banned. All of us got banned from there. So we had to start hitting the streets. That's when I got to street. So how yeah, yeah. have you started skating the street then? It wasn't that long. It was about probably about, I don't know, about 13, 14. Do you know what I mean? I was still going bones. I might be I might be wrong with the ages here. I might be like 12, 13. It's all it's around them 12, 13, 14 years. I can't remember, like, you know, sort of blended into one sort of back then, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So who was your first sponsor then? Did you get pick, picked up when you went and went to the Bristol skateboarding competition or, or was it a progress from there was a guy uh, chris who had a skate shop in in worcester called spine uh chris chris brook chris braun chris braun um he had a, yeah, a skate shop and he, he sort of gave me a couple of little bits do you know what i mean he gave me like a board and some bits of stickers for a, you know old zorlak blank and um uh, but then i kept basically won the that PlayStation company went back to to note and Splodge, you know, uh, hooked me up basically, put me on notes. So that was uh, uh, the first one. Oh, how how old were you then? 
it's ninety it was before ninety nine when the shop first started, so um so fifteen or something. Yeah, eighty five, yeah, fifteen man, maths mate. Fifteen. <laughs> no, 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 fifteen, fourteen, ninety nine. Yeah, it's around that 14, 15, something. What was your next sponsor after Note then? Was it, did you start getting flow through Note? I was at Note and then I started getting stuff from a guy, Stu Ford, who did a company called Scientist Clothing. He used to like, do make beanies. He was on Rad years ago, Dayton and uh, Dayton and then what went up to his, he had a, he had a skate park. He wasn't say a skate park, he built concrete. Dayton had a, a, a pivot fakie and this mad steep court. It was in Colwyn Bay in North Wales. Okay. So he, used to put on um he's put on jams underneath this old safeway car park like you go you know where uh, russ uh weasel from liverpool does the mersey grit that's when i first met him and like there was uh lewis fred gold like used to go there and used to go and stay in real a lot and zombie stew then if you know zombie stew but no. yeah the big oh, there's loads loads of mad heads like me tony the silver and the crew york boys rick and Raza and all them what used to go go to uh get the train to colin bay Basically, a bit like you know, a bit like Will's a bit you know, it's like Blackpool, you know, North Wales. It's, it's pretty rough and rugged. Like you get all the scousers and the Manx and all of you there, and it'd be just skateboard. There weren't that many skateboarders back then going there. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit pretty rough. When did you start throwing yourself down big stair sets and stuff? Was that from coming out of the park straight away, or was that a progression as well? I always used to jump off the you know, into high mini ramps, you know, off the side of the mini ramps and whatever's you know. Hi, I was used to jump off bus shouters and stuff. I used to love Frank Steve watching Frank Stevens with his, you know what I mean, He's jumping off bus, you know, bus shouters and yeah. So always, I think actually when I was with that Stu, uh, Stu Ford from Scientists, to jump this big set of stairs in rail, the Sun Life Centre stairs. I think Jordan Sharkey flipped over the rail like first goal, massive set of stairs. Like, but he's, he's from that way. Um, I think he's from Chester, Jordan. But yeah, I'll leave the stairs first. You know what I mean? Years ago, and Stu did a little. There's a little advert in Sidewalk, and just all in them. It was on a shorties board, I remember it. So I always, yeah, I always chuck myself off stuff, do you know what I mean? What skaters were you influenced by when you were skating in, like, Bones and um, the Stockport area? Who was, like, your inspiration? Woody always used to go down there. Gary Woodward, um, he was hero, do you know what I mean? South Africa Mike, SA Mike, he used to right, up at Bolton Skate Park. Andy Scott. Used to love Vaughan, obviously Vaughan Baker, like, because I used to go uh, my dad's at weekends as well, once a fortnight. So Vaughan lived uh, a few doors down from my dad. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, he used to go knock on his door for trainers and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Little annoying kid, ball bagging him at the skate park. And that's good, mate. He's pretty much bullied me way to his, you know, little annoying kid. Now he's a good pal. <laughs> that's so funny. I've seen that you've been posted a few times by uh, Vaughan on the old Instagram. You used to skate with Vaughan quite a bit when you were younger. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think I think he was forced standing. So he used to just follow him around. You know, when he turned up at the skate park, and I could say it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to go on a lot, and then progressed onto uh, you know skating with him. And, you know what I mean, some blueprint and that. It's so refreshing to hear you talk about like you know being that kid and being like, oh, I want product, and you want to go and skate with Vaughn, and then yeah, he was. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, I say it's, it's, it's heroes. You know, when you're a kid, like Vaughn's, you know, my favourite skater. You know, I was when a kid and always still is now. He's my favourite skater. Still try and get skates in with him. So, you know, he's got just a little kid now, isn't he? So I was, I was up up there the other day watching the footy while he was holding his little kid. It's pretty mad. He, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, he lives down here now as well in Cornwall. He's in Falmouth. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone's moving down yeah. to Cornwall. I know, man. Yeah, especially on it. 
Invasion of the North down here. It's funny. Um, so you've been already mentioned in the six episodes I've done so far. You've already been mentioned twice by two different people. Eddie Belvedere mentioned you. When did? What, how old were you when you met Eddie? It must be about 14, something like that. I met him at Bones. I remember when I first met him at Bones in Bolton. The other uh, okay. At Stockport Bones and Bolton Bones. And Eddie, like, I remember he had his uh, proper, like, short back and size, like, Zangief haircut, man. Like, you know, like, he was proper judo, wasn't he? I remember him at the bottom of the vert ramp. He, he was practicing nose man. He's a man, the manual pad on the bottom of the vert ramp. Do you know what I mean? I remember, yeah, I'll forget that day. I remember, you know, when I first properly met him, I think. Doesn't surprise me that he's at the bottom of the vert ramp doing nose manuals. Yeah. <laughs> well, he can go, oh, he's all terrain, though, isn't he now? In all terrain uh, forever, mate, Eddie. That is true. And so, did you skate with Eddie quite a lot after that? Or was that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we've got paths always crossed, but I think we more, more proper started skating with Eddie streetwise. I think I was when I moved back from. I moved to Sheffield when I was about 18. Okay. And I moved, moved back from there. Yeah, I was living, I was living in uh, Moss Side. And we always used to skate back, you know, if you, literally when I'm, uh, was it, about 18? Yeah, 18. Yeah, put it 18, 19, we're fucking out. We were, you know, out street skating and out fucking partying. Like, you know what I mean? Always, always out skating. Was, uh, was Sheffield a, um, was that a skate decision? Was that a skate-related decision to move over that way? think so. Well, yeah, it was because it, it was when, you know, Sumo was there. He'd been a skateboarding mecca at the time, Sheffield. I mean, it isn't, you know, it's but like, because I've got just a blueprint this where sort of like a lot of the riders lived and, it seems, you know, Chess was living there and Baines lives there and, you know, it just seems, you know, because I say, everyone sort of seemed to go, all the big tours were going there, you know, Dev Green and that, and it was just a big mecca of skateboarding isn't it? Sheffield. There's a lot of uh, good spots and a lot of top skateboarders, amazing skateboarders come out of there, aren't they? You moved to Sheffield when you were 18. The first time <laughs> I saw you was on uh, the Blueprint video, and would you believe it, as a, as a ramp and uh, transition skater. When you were in Sheffield, was that when you got on Blueprint? I think I just, I was around that time, I think, no, yeah, yeah, I must have been about 17. So I was probably, I was living at home when I was, yeah, I was living at home, doing my apprenticeship and that, and then 18. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably about, I've been on there about a year. So I think it's like that Blueprint Belong tour was like the sort of tester to get on, do you know what I mean? It was me, Smithy and uh, John Fisher. It was like, that was our first thing. And it was trial, if you know what I mean. So that's what I'm, I suppose it felt like, I suppose, you know what I mean? So you managed to get on Blueprint in the space of, Four years, if my math is correct, from starting skateboarding to then being on the Belong Tour. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. <laughs> That's insane. I never thought. Yeah. Wow. So then, where did you go from Sheffield? Then you went back to Stockport. No, well, well uh, I moved back to uh, moved, I moved to Manchester then. Okay. So I was, it was always I say we used to go go into town a little bit street skating, but I say it was morely mainly um, I say Bones and Bolton. All the tours were happening, and we did a lot of, a lot of street. We filmed for the note video, like, so we sort of hit up. You know, I was always in Manchester at the Gasworks and skating with Joe, filming with Sayo, who's, who's uh, Standby Productions. And he did the first note video, which took about three years to film, man. So I suppose, like, it was, uh, I think, quite in 2001. So yeah, yeah, three years it took us to film from the shop opening, but it was epic hour and a half video. Do you not read? Was that the first video you appeared in as like a like a professional skater? 
Well, I'm professional there. I know it's like amateur sports. Still amateur. It's like my second part. It's my first proper part, but I had a little... I side made a video called Territory 2, and I always used to call it Tyranny 2 because I you know, can't read properly. It's Territory 2. And, uh, yeah, that was my first part. It was all filmed at Stockport Bones. I was going to say, was there street in it? It was park, no, no, park so skating. I, it was first street footage in there, like stuff at uh, Bridgewater Handrail and a bit of the courts in Manchester wearing some Adidas shell bottoms and Converse Chinese Jen Cohen's in the skinhead. <laughs> so then you moved back to, to Manchester. So there was that when you started skating with Eddie then, when you were in Manchester? Yeah, properly, going out the street and that, yeah, going out filming. But, like, I can't really remember that. I just, I know we've always skated together, like, you know, sort of always, our paths have always crossed and we always hung out, you know what I mean? And, uh, so were you there in Manchester on the move back? I'm assuming that was around the time that Blueprint, did it get sold on to America at that point? No, nah, that's I'd left. I'd left Blueprint um, before I think, that. Yeah, I left before it changed. I, I, my video part came out on Lost and Found, and I think it wasn't. It wasn't long after I left to uh, go on Unabomber. Like I got asked by Harry and uh, okay. Frank and Sylvester and that. That's the reason why I quit the job. I remember, I was with Frank and Paul Sylvester in Leeds. And I rang up work and I sort of quit. Being like, an old boss, who I used to work with Bed Gordon. I did an apprenticeship in carpentry and joinery for the council. He always just stare at me. He's like, "What are you doing this for?" It's like, because I was skating. They're like, you know, I was off. I think within two weeks of me starting that job, I went to Barcelona. I booked a trip to Barcelona, so I started this job. I was like, those two weeks in, I was like, I'm going to Barcelona for a week. I'm like, what? I'm going skating. And basically, this guy always backs me. He's like, get going, go and go and live your life, man. You know what I mean? You've only got one, one do it. So yeah, I rang up and quit. That's amazing. <laughs> Give me two years. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good mental. to have someone that's that's like so positive as a boss because that is generally like skateboarding and but especially back then was definitely not seen as like a career. I don't think I don't think they got I don't think they properly got it till they you know they um, they seen me getting photos in magazines and stuff like that. So I was getting you know I think I got a cover when I was still working there and like they were just like what are you doing here? Go off and you know go and do it. Because I was always ringing up on Monday. Uh, always ringing up on Monday. You know I can't come in because I was fucking broken this or fucking. <laughs> You know, missed the train, got stuck in Bristol or, you know, like, I always remember there was loads of train strikes on back then, always constantly stuck at Stafford train station or somewhere or Birmingham, you know what I mean, like, ringing up so nothing worked to do. Was the cover on um, Sidewalk? Yeah, 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 it was, um, yeah, it was my first, first cover Sidewalk, yeah. So, what, what year was that? 2003. What was the decision behind moving from Blueprint to Unibomber? Was it because Unibomber made you pro? Um, well, that that was no, that, well, that was like one of the reasons. But the reason was like I was obsessed with like when I was a kid, like say Vaughn's one of my heroes, like the Unibomber promo and Frank Stevens. I met Frank on when we were filming for the Cyborg video in motion. When we met him in in, in uh, Malaga, just like all those guys, that team: Harry, Vaughn, Alan Rushbrook. Obviously, Rushbrook and um, Mark Channel were involved, but you know, with this because they were restarting it. Harry was redoing it, and so it was, yeah, me. Paul Sylvester and Frank. So I was just like, Frank's, you know, the original Terry Tough Tits, isn't he? You know what I mean? So that's why I take my top off because of Frank. I always used to remember him like, top off, like, you know, so he was one of my heroes and was like, they're asking me to come skate for it. Like, yeah, too, right. Uh, you know, he's yeah, the, he's the guy with the big hair, right? Yeah, yeah, Frank, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I remember him from the sidewalk uh, Day in the City. Did you ever do a Day in the City? I think we did. Yeah, we did one, yeah, me and Tom Watts. 
Yeah, I mean, Tom, what's the Dana City? Uh, I can't which one it was. It might have been Dana City 2 or 3. I've noticed that's all been going on on, on the social media at the moment, hasn't it? There's the Dana Cities. I was probably about 13 or 14, I think, at the time. And I used to love, even though I wasn't really ever, I wouldn't ever proclaim myself as a street skater, I used to love the day in the cities because of the because of the fact that you got, it was a bit like the um, King of the Road now. You had like a, a sheet that you had to go and do challenges and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think King of the Road was even around then, was it? Was it? No, it wasn't, was it? Was that fun then? Yeah, no, it was, well, I, I, remember, I, I remember doing that day in the city one, I think, yeah, it was me and Tom Watson. I can't remember the guy who was filming it. I think it was uh, the guy who filmed the uh, uh, filmed the Unipromo video that we made, Unibomber, Urban Mob, Matt Holly. Yeah, I remember I'd been on some, come from somewhere as the end of some mad, you know, as well as constant skate trip back then. But I remember just being absolutely done in, but like enjoying it. But, you know, just like we've been on, been on the road for like a couple of months and not been home and not been like living out of a bag. So it's like the last, last slug. I mean, for a nice hot bath at home. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want to, I've got so many questions for you from the Instagram uh, questions I put out. Yeah. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I think uh, someone mentioned that you were possibly one of the first British pros to be on. So you were pro for Blueprint and Unabomber, if I am correct in thinking. No, no, I've never turned no. pro for Blueprint. Uh, uh, okay. It's after the lost found come out and then, and then I left after that. How long, how long were you on Unabomber for then? At least three or four years, I think. Did they do a video whilst you're on Unibomber? Yeah, we did Urbane Mob. We filmed it in six months, man. Like, I'll have to watch that one. Yeah, you've never seen Urbane Mob. I don't think I have. Well, Urbane Mob's an anagram of Unibomber. Urbane Mob. Uh, That's wicked. Harry. Yeah, Harry. I uh, did that one. It's good. We filmed it in six months. I remember it was when I first met Tom Watts. He came up to my house. We used to get together every single weekend. We had the whole team together every single weekend. And then, boom, we did the video. I filmed a lot of it. Don't have my VX and that, and uh, yeah, man, it was good, it was good times. But, yeah, so bang that out in six months, man. I think it's a pretty banging video, like, you know, yeah, check it out. Was that mostly street as well? All street, yeah, yeah. All street. All street. I think there's like, I've got tricks in like Middlesbrough Bowl, and like, I've got a few, you know, I've got bold, you know, a few transition tricks in there, but uh, yeah, I think the majority of it's all street. And I think it's all filmed in the UK, and then Ben Powell pointed out there's only one line, Frank, there's a line in Barcelona. The majority, I think the majority of Frank's section, I think there's a bit in Brussels, but the majority is in the UK. That was what I wanted to mention, is in the Blueprint video, which I feel hor horrible for not remembering the name. What, what was the first Blueprint video you appeared in? Lost, I've only been in one, Lost and Found. So I had Lost and Found. I had a, I had a bootleg version of Lost and Found on DVD. Yeah, yeah. And I remember they had, a, they had an extras part, which was the director's cut. And it, I think it was one of the first videos I'd ever heard of them talking over the video. And I think I watched it. I must have watched it with that director's cut over the top. And being a transition skater and mainly doing grabs, I think you yeah. were the... I, I'm, I'm certain if my memory, memory uh, serves me correctly, you were the only person in the whole video who had a grab. And I think it was a stale fish. Yeah, it's how, yeah, yeah, yeah. He comments on it, so the only grab in the video of that, yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure, sure Vaughn fucking does... He has a couple of transition tricks. Like I'm not sure if he grabs it, though. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, because he does a flip up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the only grab. Yeah. <laughs> because that, because that, I remember watching that and like, as a tra transition skater, being back then, used to get so much stick for being a transition skater and not a street skater because it was cool back then. I mean, it's cool now. Yeah. And I just remember being like, I don't know who this Ben Grove person is, but I love him because he did a grab in the blueprint video, <laughs> and that's all I was doing at the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, good old stale fish, man. I can't, yeah. Do like a stale fish. What happened after Unibomber then? Because Unibomber finished, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think I, I like, reasons I just left, basically. Like, I just died, uh, I left and, um, I don't know what I was doing at the time. I think I was just flipping in party mode then. So I think the Unibomber of like, I moved to London for a bit. I did about eight months in Camden, lived in eight months, almost killed me. So I got out of there quick. <laughs> moved back to Manchester and uh, went my separate ways with Unibomber and that. And uh, I think I just went, I was just going out all the time. But then, we weren't really. So you didn't, you weren't on another board board sponsor at that point then? No, no, no. I wasn't on a board sponsor for a bit. I think okay. I just there. Uh, oh, I had to splodge some note. We did me. uh, uh, like a board, like a, a note board, it's champagne super grover, so champagne bottle, and uh, they did they did that. Matt Carroll, who um, did uh, like a groves vinegar, like a sarsen's bottle, and uh, Matt, Matt Carroll, he did all the Happy Mondays uh, graphics and all the designs for all the you know all the Happy Monday stuff, and did a collab board with him. Yeah, and I think started working with Jamie from Zuki Bomber, doing the Zuki stuff. And then, so you move back to Manchester. Now, I'm wondering, because I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss out between you moving back to Manchester and then moving down to Cornwall. I remember it was just at the time, probably at the peak of my skateboarding. Um, I was 20 and I went to the Kerrang, the Kerrang skateboarding competition in creation. Um, I think that was the first oh. time I'd actually like met you and spoke to you. Um, I remember being back then being like, wow, this is Ben Grove. And I think I entered the same competition as you, possibly. No, you were there for the demo. I think you were the demo because I I, I managed to come. I think I came third in that street competition. Yeah, hey, I think yeah, it was, it was yeah. I remember it was a Chris Vile there as well. We we're doing a demo. I think Christian Stevenson. Exactly. Philip Vans. I was on Vans then. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. That was the first time I met you, I believe. And and literally yeah. the day after that, I went down to Rock Park to do a demo. And that was when I destroyed my shoulder and it put me out of skating for a couple of years. But um, but that was kind of the peak. That was kind of what I see as my peak of skateboarding. And I just remember seeing you, Ollie, from the... There was a... I don't, it's not there anymore, but there was a, um, a jump box kind of like set up, which had like the landing... Uh, quarter pipe on top which was already probably about seven foot and I, I'll never forget you I don't know whether I've got it on video but I'll never forget you ollieing off of the quarter first of all and I was like that's massive that's like seven foot it's huge and then I think you were melon grabbing from the from the wrong way from the quarter pipe down into the street course which must have been about eight or nine feet uh, and you, you yeah. landed it in the end. It was in the demo, I believe. Right, okay. I, I don't remember it at all, man. I can say those days when we used to go to Mosley as well, because that's where it was. Is it, Ep it Epic Skate Park? Uh, no, it was, it was Creation in, in um, Birmingham. Aussie Ben. You know, we used to skate third foot and that. He used to live across the road. That's where, like, me and... So it was for those days, when I was on me and Woodley and fucking... Uh, yeah, he used to be, ma be mashed. Mash I, I was probably well pissed back then. <laughs> been literally, like, I just remember we used to get the train there. The weekend and stay in Birmingham and just like skate all day and then look to the pub up the road and like madness like yeah. I'm gonna have to let the video out because I'm almost certain I've got a memory. Yeah, I, I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see if I can look out the video for you because I'm almost certain that I've got that melon grab on on unless it's just in my memory, but I'm almost certain that I filmed it because it was what it was actually around that time that I started getting into filming as well. Um, uh, so a massive one I've missed out, and because of Christian Stevenson being the person that ran that Kerrang, what what age were you when you got on Vans? Because you were on Vans, weren't you? I was on Savio originally, 
Uh, that's my first shoe sponsor. That's what I'd like to say. Thank you, big up to Cubic. Cubic, he uh, got me. I was originally got on China, actually. I forgot about that. I was on China and I was getting uh, Think and Venture trucks. And uh... then Savia, and then Savia went under. And uh, Christian, I remember Christian Stevenson rang me up and he wanted to put me on on Vans. So it must have been probably 18, mate. Probably, yeah, it's probably about 18. I got on Vans and I was on them for about Vans for 10, 11 years. Yeah, Vans for 10, yeah, 10, 11 years, man. Because we've got a question in from somebody about the Vans tour. So you did the Vans tour in the Which bus. One? In the, I think it was the, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, are we there yet? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um, Pauli organiser, when Pauli was team manager, that Tez was driving the bus. Yeah, man, it was good times, man. 2007. 2007. Was it good? Yeah, mate, it's fucking best. 2007, mate. It was, it was a good year. Good year for uh, what, what? What parks did you visit on that tour? Oh, fucking what did we visit? The works. Um, we went to every part. We was the arcade in up north, you know, northeast. Can't remember where it is now. Been oh, what's the place called by the beach? The factory on the beach. Wrigley Scott's from there. That's why the a- Aliens is um, based on. Oh, what's it called now? South Shields. Oh South yeah. Shields. Not South Shields. Red car. Red car. So that's what. Yeah. So that's where Wrigley Scott's from. Like yeah, the skate park there. I'm sure we went up to we went up to Glasgow Green, Newquay. I can't remember where else we went. We went all over. So we went up to Glasgow, Leeds, Redcar. I can't remember where else. I know we ended up in Newquay, so that was the last... Uh, I can't remember where else we went. We went all over, didn't we? Wait, was that... I wanted to bring in and ask you about the ollie over that double stair in Newquay. Was that when you did it? Yeah, was that was that... the end of the tour. No end of the tour. way. Yeah, man, it's pretty mad. How, yeah. how did you end up coming to that spot and doing that? Did someone mention it to you? No, because it's the Newquay Boardmaster, so like loads. I think Pete Rigby tried it in about 2003. He was on a, I think he was on a thing with Dirty Sanchez and that. Rigby was a guy from, from like Cumbria. He used to have a Milwaukee had a, like, uh, yeah, Pete Rigby. Is that, is that footage tried, of him trying it? I've never seen the footage of him trying it, no. But he was the one who, you know, opened the door to it. He never did it. I think, I remember, it was over the year, I think the year before Frank Stevens tried it. Frank was kept running and jumping over it and he landed on a few times. And then I think a few weeks before I did it, Ollie Timon tried it and didn't roll it away. And then that, like, I'd been, obviously, Nuki's just a mental one anyway, so I'd been, like, on a mad one for, like, it was the end of that tour, so it's been a mad, mad tour. And then, like, I think I'd just, yeah, I'd been claiming it, so, and then, obviously, you've seen the footage how heaving it was. Like, I had to basically land it, do you know what I mean? Like, so it was, uh, I claimed it and I turned up and, like, the whole, there was every everyone in Newquay was there, like the roads were blocked off and all that. So it was like pretty much had to do it, otherwise it looked like a right knob. Do you know what I mean? So it was, uh, and there was money up for grabs as well, mate. And there was skin, so money always, uh, it's always a good, you know, incentive. Good, good incentive. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. That's mad. Yeah. How did you feel rolling that away? Yeah, it was really good. And yeah, it was good because obviously I got the cover at the end of the, the, end of the tour. I got the cover of the mag, uh, my second cover. And uh, yeah, man, Silent World shot the photo and it was, uh, yeah, it was a good night. I remember waking up, waking up. There's this dude on the ramp. He had the ramp in his, in the bar. I can't remember it was on the rocks or something it was called. And I woke up and I think I'd passed out. Obviously, I got absolutely, there's some photos of me like looking, you know, like, <laughs> hit. And uh I've been Ross McGowan's in one of the photos and just looking at me, I'm just uh, raging. Like basically, I woke up and he's got a, tied my shoelaces around the table, so I've gone to stand up, fell over, 
hit my face on the floor because I'm so like, I just I'll never forget it. And like the guy who owned the place, like, woke up like woke up kicking off at him because I was obviously still pissed. And then you know he's like I sobered up and I was like oh, really sorry about that. And I went and got him some free shoes and that's a proper like yeah. Woke up to smashing my face on the floor and kicked off at the guy's place who it was. And gave me, he just left me there all night, basically. Do you know what I mean? He just went, oh, we'll leave him there. Yeah, it's <laughs> good memories, man. That's, that's quality. Slightly off topic, but Eddie brought up a story very similar to that. Um, and he said he didn't know whether you knew about the story. Did you did you manage to listen to did you manage to listen to the Eddie Belvedere podcast? I've not had a chance, but I think I'm going to have a little listen to it afterwards. Yeah, I've not had a chance to listen to it yet. I won't ask. I won't ask the question then because he dropped a story and he said he didn't know whether he knew. So that's one that you'll have to message me later to find out because it's it's hilarious. Okay. okay. Oh, it's when it, it's when you and Eddie went to London apparently and you were trying to get on. Um, I can't remember if it was Blueprint or there was another board sponsor that you were trying to get on at the time, and you went down to London. But anyway, you've not listened to it, so there's a story in there. Okay. Yeah, 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 man. And going back to the Boardmasters, that Boardmasters uh, was around the time I'd started getting into vert skateboarding, literally dabbling in it when you've got like, obviously Sam Beckett, Paul Luke, Jake Anderson, all those people. And they did a Groms, they did like a Groms thing with Taz Papaz. And I managed to... I remember Taz being there. That was the same year. And I managed to somehow wangle my way onto the bus, even though I was like 18, 19 and I was with all these Groms. And we went to yeah. Mount Hawk and Jake Anderson came over to me and he's like, Rob, because it was the it was the van's uh, demo at the um, at Mount Hawk. And yeah. we got there and I was just loving, I was just having such a blast skating. Uh, and Jake Anderson came over to me. He's like, Rob, the bus is leaving now. You've got to go. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm coming, I'm coming. And typical me, I'm coming, like gave me two more minutes. And I, I went out to Mount Hawk car park and there was no bus out there. And I was like, oh no. And I went over to Pauli and I was like, Pauli, can I get on the van's bus? And he's just like, mate, our insurance doesn't cover it. I, d- I think he just didn't want me to, <laughs> to be on the bus really. Our insurance doesn't cover it. Yeah, oh, that's the excuse he gave me. And I, I was stranded in oh. Mount Hawk. I managed to get a lift in yeah. the end, but... What back because you where were you living then? Oh, uh, I so I had my car. Um, it was it was in Newquay because it was the demo in uh, oh, on Boardmasters right. when they had the vert ramp. Ah, uh, right, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know, fucking heck, man. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it was crazy. Yeah, so I I obviously saw you at Kerrang, I saw you at the vans, um, and we I always like used to say hello and stuff, and we were social media um friends. But I yeah. would say it wasn't until you moved to like Devon that we we started talking a lot more yeah, yeah 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 what what have i missed out any any stories in between uh manchester and the vans like tour and then moving down to cornwall yeah there's, there's loads going on uh, between then it's like the years between the vans uh 2007 i moved i was going down to devon's at 2019 time on it okay. lockdown i was like yeah i was driving driving down to see my missus and that breaking the law <laughs> <laughs> between those 12 or 13 years what else had happened in between those those years so uh, what when when was the when did you move back to manchester it's probably i think it's about 2008 i think that was yeah moved back to, yeah 2008 moved back to manchester moved to blakely and i was obviously started doing zuki stuff with bomber i was living uh when i filmed keep keen with phil Harvey's video I don't know if you've seen that one, Keep Keen. Another one I need to write down now. Yeah, yeah, check out Keep Keen, man. It's like got John Bell on it. It's got uh, Chris Barrett and uh, it's got loads of heads on it to film that. And then I think 
after 2009, I went to Sofa Surfing. So like, I just basically sold all my stuff in my house, in my flat that I was living in, and I was just living out the back of my course. So I went and stayed with Christian, who does uh, Spitting Sawdust. Oh, so yes. Filmed part. So I went and lived in Albany, Cardiff. So I went and lived lived in his spare room, filming for that. No, that's what I call skateboarding. And then after that, super, the, the, the first big super tour came through town. Like, you know, everyone, Musk, Penny, Stevie Williams, Matt Mumford, Ellington, Greco. Bilala was staying in my house for like five days before that tour. I think Bilala had just come out of, he'd just come back from Australia. I think obviously he was in hospital and he'd come out of prison and that. And he, he came and stayed in my house for five days before that tour started. Bembo Dilly went, oh, can you look after Ali for a few days? Like, yeah. So that was pretty wild. So like carrying Ali, Ali back, carrying each other back. So we just went out and got a mash up. And then, uh, obviously, I was on bands then as well. But yeah, skated, did the tour with them. And then, obviously, after that first tour, Dunvorn got the job as team manager for Supra. So I left Vans and went on to Supra. And then I uh, was on, you know, it's not nearly like another 10 years. So I was on Supra for, do you know what I mean? So it was 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, just like skating Supra. I think I was, I went and lived at my mum's house in Liverpool for a bit. She got a flat in Liverpool. So it's like, Staying there, and I was literally just sofa surfing for a few years. I don't think I got a place for a couple of years, man. So I was literally just like, Was that the first time that you met Musker and Ellington? And they're basically, the yeah, yeah, I met, met all on that first tour. And like, that's it, was, sick. yeah. And I obviously, and Lizard King, like, become good friends with Lizard through that. And um, yeah, that's why like, I left fans as well. Like, I think at the time, man, I was close as I came to getting a like a shoe that like I was uh, the, the designer at the time the designer me like you know you get your own sort of like your insole and that like uh yeah but yeah I basically like that never happened because I, I just told Paulie that I'm, I'm going to skate for Supra because to me they're like all my heroes do you know what I mean Penny and Moscow Mumford you know what I mean like Supra like was Stevie Williams and all that and Greco and so I was just like yeah left for Superman which is pretty mental I good uh Got it, they're gone now, to be honest with you. It's like, it was, uh, loved that brand and, like, you know, loved all the, the boys who were involved with it. It brings me nicely on to, um, who was your, who did you, like, look up to with your skateboarding when you started and then maybe when you'd, like, started being sponsored and stuff? Who was your, like, idols, I guess? Who inspired you to skateboard? Um, like, your favourite skaters? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, I've skated like Tony Silva. He was, you know, say he's a good pal, like he was an incredible skateboarder. Um Vaughan's always been a big inspiration to me, you know. Tom Penny, Musker, uh, Frank Stevens, Alan Rushbrook, uh, Alex Mole. Can go on, man, but those the main ones for me. Like Rich Lewis as well. Like Rich Lewis is something good pal and I always used to buzz off him when I was a kid. Mark Mike Manzori, Baines, man, Louis Slater. Like, yeah, I remember like Louis come back from the States and like, you know, the piss drugs thing was got, you know, all front and met Louis and that. Like, one of the first times I went out with Louis, I got arrested in Chesterfield actually on a night out. Being caught, this kid called Shane walking back. There's like the, the, the party skates, the Neto car park, there was flat bars. I remember like we're all walking back from the, the, the green room and I thought it was a good idea to like steal a big no entry sign from his car wash. Literally within, within minutes of me ripping it down, like three police cars were vroom, 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 like it was like yeah, caught literally with massive no entry sign like yeah, those boys man, like as I say, 
big inspiration still are to this day. Do you know what I mean? Because those guys are still, you know, still having it, man. I was going to mention, how was Ali Bulala? Because I'm guessing you saw him straight after coming back from Australia. How was he after the, the whole incident? It was good. He couldn't skate, man. Like I say, I think his hips, his hips total, so he, can't, he couldn't skate. So, like, obviously, we, at that time, it was, you know, full-on party time. So, you know, I think his, his head must have been in a, you know, in a... It's when Instagram first started, cause I remember, like, he was saving all his per diem up on the tour so he could buy a phone. Like, got, that's when I first got on Instagram, so that's 2010, I think it was. 2011, maybe. 2010, I think, it was the first tour was, or 11. Is it 11? One of them. It was when Instagram was first, like, first heard of it, and, like, say, saving all his per diems up so he could buy a phone. Uh, got, got us into the Insta. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> he, he was saving up what? Per diem, like that, you know, per diem to get like I don't know, 50, 50 60 quid a day. You get you know, given by a team manager to spend on food and ah, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sponsored life, I don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Per, I, I don't even get. I don't even say it right. Per diem, I think it's called per day or whatever. Right. We used to, we used, to get, used to get a little a little envelope with cash in for each day. Do you know what I mean? So that's amazing. Yeah, we just didn't eat anything all day. Just save our money up and. Don't buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> With regards to pro skaters and people that you looked up to, you don't have to you don't have to answer the second one. But who's been your like favourite person that you've that you've looked up to or you've known about, and then you've met and has been an absolute legend and a, and a laugh? Uh, there's a few, man. Like, but there's, there's a few who haven't. Uh, I can't think of something there. But the majority majority of the guys, you know, the, the blokes, you know. Blokes I've met who my heroes sort of thing have been been bang on, do you know what I mean? I say Jamie Thomas broke me out like, when I was a kid. He wouldn't sign my board. And uh, I was full on zero kid, do you know what I mean? Absolute full on like when we first photos I had a sleeveless Mr. Juve top on, but he didn't sign my board for what reason or other, but I just remember going over and ripping all the posts off the wall because he didn't sign the board. I was well gutted. Wow. And that was the circuit all like you know, it's going to be like 2000 and probably about 2001 or something like that. Something. When they went to, you know, the big circuit, you know, the one with muscles on it, they went around, you know, Germany and all that. The one with the, the Transworld one when they were all on that tour. But yeah, so he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met him since? I've never met Jamie Thomas. No, I've never met him. No. But um, yeah, when you're a kid, mate, like, you just want him, you're bored signing, man. I was pretty, pretty devastated, should we say. So you met him when you were a kid, but you haven't met him since? No. He's probably a really nice guy, man. Like I say, he's still one of my favourite skateboarders, man. Like, I just, like, when you were a kid, I just wanted his signature. And like I say, I did go over and just rip all my shit off the walls, man. Like, I'm well gutted. So that's what I mean. So you met him, you did meet him when you were a kid to get your board, ask for your board. Well, yeah, the demo, yeah. The van and he's one side. Mate, they'd probably, like, probably look at it now and like, look at it now and the amount of kids that are shoving boards and like, do you know what I mean? He wasn't a dick, do you know what I mean? But like, to a f- probably about fourteen year old kid who wanted his board signed by his ear and didn't it comes out in a total different way. But when I look at it now in the video, you know hindsight you're like, yeah, he's probably fucking sick of all these little kids like in Bolton of all places as well, like fucking loads of little rats fucking banging the van and they just wanted to get out there, didn't they? You know what I mean? So yeah. He want he probably wasn't a dick, but to me at that age, you know, it was gutting. It goes to show how such a little thing like that to him. Like especially if you th- if you put yourself in his place and he's constantly getting asked for boards to be signed and stuff, he probably didn't think of it as much as a bit. Ah, oh, like another kid asking for. I'm sorry, I can't do it at the moment. Whatever. But 
Me signed Miss uh, Misfits Jamie Thomas signature board. You owe me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same tell time, story, tell that story to Jamie, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna send DM him this link to, to the podcast. But but that's the thing is it, it goes to show how as a as anybody your mannerisms to people are just, have such huge weight and and that's something that I've seen from like Lizzie Lizzie Armento go into like uh, Malmo, going to the vert attack, just seeing the way that she, her demeanor and, and like how she speaks to people and like constantly been asked for photos and signatures and just managing to like keep composure, I think is such a, a skill in itself, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying, you know, I've signed a few bits and had photos of people over the years and that, and I always I never say no to someone. You know what I mean? No, oh, what Jamie Thomas is, do you know what I mean? No, uh, do you know what I mean? But, uh, well, I don't know. New Keys Leap of Faith, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that brings me back to that quite nicely because I was going to yeah. say, how has anyone been there and measured the uh, the gap? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I do, I've been back a few times as well, I say, because I live here now. And like, when I've been there and I do look at the room up and I like, just look, oh, would you ever do it again? It's like, no chance, man. Like, not a chance. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's so. I mean, I, I did it. The, the floor's been, the, the road's been relayed now. Do you know what I mean? For the rollout, it'd be perfect. But when I did it, it was rough as toast. For anyone listening that hasn't been there, it is a, such a big gap, a strange run up. I, I think you've got to ollie on to the curb, haven't you, to then go for it? Run across the road from behind you, and then there's a big crack. There's two cracks. Like literally now, I think it's it's even worse. But I've been to it and I've looked at it a couple of times every time I go past it because I I love I love just looking at things that are just so unbelievable, like uncomprehensible to me. And I I just looked at it and I was like, you're coming up to that blind. You can't see the landing, it, and it's no, no, and, no. and it's on a downhill. You're landing on a downhill. Absolutely like incredible. Put up for grabs and on the skin. So it was uh, yeah, there was and there was shitloads of people there. So it was uh, you know. Has anyone done Absolutely. it since? No, I don't think so. I think I'm the only one. I think a couple of people have tried it, but I don't think anyone's done it. I think Rain, Rain was tried to melon it after me, didn't he? And he took I took the slam after me. He tried it once. John Bell tried it a few times, uh, but no one's ever rolled it away. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you don't get it in, in those. That's the thing with competitions, you get like a trophy. But with something like that, it's literally like, it's like a, it's like legendary now. It's just like people talk about it. There's no like physical <laughs> Ben Grove trophy. <laughs> oh, I've got a cover, man. That's, I suppose that's a bit of a trophy to it. Do you know what I mean? That's You've a really good point. My, uh, my, my missus's uh, grandparents were over from the States uh, a few months back. And I wasn't with them. They were the kids and all that. And uh, there's this dude I met, Sonny. Is this uh, Irish kid I met in Bristol, and he offered to take a photo for Mrs. because the tattoo parlor's there. And he said, "Someone is oh, you taking this for Ben Grove?" And Stacey's like, "Yeah, it's my boyfriend. You know, it's my, my fella." And he's like, "No way, man! You know what I mean? He's taking the photo. It's total coincidence that he's just walking past. Oh, don't we take a photo?" He's like, "I know Ben. He jumps this. He's like, yeah, it's my, my fella and that." So that's, Mrs. came back, told me that. I rang him up. I was like, "No way, but Mrs. I took a photo for him." And that. I was like, "Wow, pretty funny." That's amazing. So, so it's 2019, lockdown. How did you meet your missus? Um, it was, I suppose it was, I met her, I got a guest. Well, not met her, it was social media, Instagram, basically. Got chat, I don't know how we got chatting, but I ended up getting, I got a guy, Liam Gallagher gave me, I got a guest list for for his gig at the Eden Project. And at the time, like, I was like, oh, 
do you want do you want to do you want to go with me to Stacey and not met her? And the guy I was working for is like my little brother Jordan. Jordan's like, I mean, you're not coming to work tomorrow. It's like because I got these tickets for the Eden Project. So I was skint. I was like, it's like it'll cost you a load of money to drive down there. You're gonna have an hotel. There's no chance you're coming back in one day. You're gonna go out to Liam Gallagher. You're gonna get right on it. So basically, I never end up going. So I never like I still didn't meet Stacey. It was like I always say it's good pulling technique. Doing a couple of guest lists for the Liam Gallagher gig. You got tickets through Neil, through Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him then, are you? Do you? This, no, this, I won an actual competition on his Instagram. I met Liam, I, I opened, I know Liam, like, from when I lived in London, and I opened his, his uh, Pretty Green store in, in Manchester when I moved back from London. I got a job working for Pretty Green, did the opening. I got sacked six days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the girl, the manager, Steph, didn't like me. But yeah, yeah, I met Liam a couple of times, but this was a total coincidence that I, I just thought, imagine... And uh, I got a text message off his Instagram saying he won tickets, guest list for the Liam Gallagher, basically. No way. And, uh, sorry, going back going back to how you met your, your girlfriend, sorry. Yeah, I met, it's, it's the boardmasters that got cancelled, so we were doing the ramp on the beach, you know, the ah, last... the last. yes. Came down, the, the festival got cancelled and she came down and we met down at the, in Newquay and, uh, like I say, the rest sort of history now. We moved, moved to Cornwall and we've got an house and, you know, living together with me and the the two kids and that, yeah. So it's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. How are you yeah, finding Cornwall? It's rad, man. It's a lot different from Wivenshaw. So that's the last place I was living in Manchester, down at the airport. Yeah, it's a lot different, mate. It's good. And so now you've got like Eddie Belvedere down there. You got Vaughan Baker. You got Leo Sharp. Yeah. Um, mate Warren's down. There's loads of people, man. It's pretty mad. Good scene down here. As I say, just miss the the streets a bit harder to do because I say I'm working all the time. Skating's hard to do for me at the moment, man. It's just pay the bills and. Got my walk down the road, which has been skating on a couple of, you know, trying to get there once a week. And was filming with Danny Parker for a part. I've been filming for the past, since I've been down here, like from about a minute and a half footage, street footage, but it's old now. Nice. Skinhead to long hair, all the footage is like, skin, you know what I mean? When we release a part, it's going to be like, hair, no hair, hair, no hair. Blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if I'll ever finish it, mate. Just getting the time to, uh, getting the time to skate, man, and film. It's a lot harder now at 38 than it was at 20. 21, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Especially now that you've, you know, you've got a family. Yeah, it's mental, I never thought. Uh, yeah, always, yeah, it's a lot different, man. Always been out, you know, always thought I'd just do what I was doing, living single, skating, doing what I was doing forever, do you know what I mean? But no, it's the next, you know, the next better life, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's going up the stairs, man. I think we've covered most of my questions. I'll hopefully get through these 60,000 questions uh, on Instagram. I'll try and run through these in chronological order, as it were. Uh, yeah, quick fire. Some of these questions are brilliant, and that's why I was a little bit like stumped at the questions that I was going to ask because a lot of people have just put in some really good questions. Right, I'm hoping that that's the right. First of all, we've got our previous guest, Joe Hinson. He's asked for NAS stories. NAS stories. Any good NAS stories? And what what subject? <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole different... I remember going to the first the, the first NAS when it was literally Lord of the Flies I remember like it was they closed the place down at 11 o'clock at night do you know what I mean like it was it was Lord of the Flies and was, you know big fires going on security guards running that way I remember Just so many man like most memorable one I was with my mate Shot Yara he's a uh, rapper from Harper in Manchester and I come down my mate Zeb Bias was playing and um, Chunky and it was about, I brought down uh, 
the girl from Relentless, like, what's your guess this way, mate? And I had like 20 manks, like, on this, you know, they're all there in the car, they're all walking in. She was just like, so basically, we got, we had the caravans and everything got absolutely levered. I woke, I woke up early thinking I'm all ready for the comp and that I'm walking past the gear, Ben Powell's voice going, scratch Ben Grove, last call. I was like, what? Running, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And literally, like, I remember having to, like, put my shoes on, do my run, like, literally, no warm up, do my run. We were qualified, did my run, and did that big, did a big nose pick on the fence, and then literally just like passed out on the floor. <laughs> I think I'm qualified, but no warm up. Literally, just I heard Ben's voice going, scratching, was like running, and like everyone's like, I was, you know, just got out of the shower basically, but the time was wrong on the, you know, on the watch. I think that's probably the most memorable ones. Lots of other stories, hundreds of stories from that. I think I remember that. I think I remember being there for that one. I don't know why, maybe not, but. Yeah, is that the, that's the top number one NAS story then? Well, no, not really. No, there's loads, man. I watched Stella Soul with Reynolds. I think that, like, that was pretty good. Oh, yes. Uh, Stu Graham, mate, the slamming Stu Graham flipping. Like, you could hear a pin drop. You heard his head flipping, hit the floor, and the whole place went <laughs> pin drops. Like, he did back, back disaster revert. I don't know if you remember that, mate, flipping, smashing his head. There's loads, man, like I say. Just mentalness when the... Uh, when the lights went off, you know, it's just, it's, it's carnage, wasn't it? Yeah, man, I changed. remember that. They set fire to their tents and then it was like, who could jump over the biggest fire? And it was just like... Yeah, 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 man. But like I say, security guards just went in the opposite direction. It was like proper Lord of the Flies stuff. Ne- next up, we've got uh, Skateboard GB's filmer, Jake Powell, has asked... Yes, Jake. He's asked, Northern legend, what does he miss most from living in the north of England? Street skating and gigs. Gigs, man, because you know, I mean, you get lots of gigs down here, but nothing compares, man. I was like, I was out every night in Manchester going to all the gigs. I had the street skating, man. Like, it's like I say, it's it's good down here, but it, it doesn't, it's not as good as just skating in the city all day long, skating around because you can't do that here. Yeah, I've been skating hills for the majority of it. Different terrain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Will Paris's response. He says, what is your board setup? I quite like this question. Board setup, 139 Indies, 54 mil wheels, bones reds, 825 board. With grip tape on it and bolts, maybe bolts. So maybe bolts. <laughs> what? Dare I be a six-year-old kid, but what uh, What brand are your wheels and your board at the moment? I've got the scum boards, so I have scum, scum boards, wheels, I generally I've always skated Spitfires, like Spitfires and uh dabbled with a bit of bones recently. Old school Paul was who was telling me about the uh pro on blueprint and uh Unabomber. Old school Paul has asked, who is the best UK filmer you have worked with and why? Um that's a tough one. Huh? Words of a lot, man. Um obviously Dan McGee's flipping he's right up there, you know, knows what he's doing, don't know the old VHS, VHS, VX, should I say. Um I don't know, man. Um, yeah, Ben Powell, man. I'd say Ben Powell. Big up Stan, but Ben Powell's well better and more fun than you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that Ben Powell of the former sidewalk? Yeah, man. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's rice, mate. Ben Powell's I did, sidewalk. I should have known that. He... Yeah, Ben Powell's the Don. Uh, next up, we've got SMYGF, which is Sarah Porter's daughter, says, how was skate... How, I, and this is a great question that I should probably ask everyone. How has skateboarding changed in the last 10 years? Has it changed? Uh, a lot. Um, what are you wearing, kids? What the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> That's the end of that question. <laughs> Brilliant. A one-liner. Uh, uh, 
She's also asked, has it changed for the better? Definitely fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All of us old guys are agreeing on that one, I swear. (laughs) You don't remember the the golden days? So many questions coming in for you, Ben. It was brilliant. Oh, we've got so many coming in. Next one's in from the Codeman92. How's his face after the Mount Hawk slam? Right, isn't it? <laughs> For podcast listeners, it looks fine. It saved me, to be honest with you. So, um, and that's why I shaved it off. Are you joining me now, are you? Okay. <laughs> right, out of my face. Um, yeah, I said I shaved off the beard. I took a good slam on the old, good slam on the old face. But um, I think because of the beard, it saved me. Right, otherwise, get off them, you. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's my wrist that got pretty mangled, to be honest with you. Yeah. Nice. And he also says, why does he support Forest? I support Forest. Uh, my mum married a Forest fan as a kid. So um, there's your answer to that one. So, yeah, yeah. He's from Nottingham. Nice and easy. Uh, Joe Habgood, Habgood74, has asked, is it true you are going to get a signature clothing line that was see-through and was going to be called Terry Tops Off? It's in the making. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, classic. Uh, Big Fat Mush. Uh, Stroudy, sh- shouts to Stroudy. He was number three or four, I believe, in the old episode line. Uh, how much yeah. did you hate Mark Churchill on the Are We There Yet tour from 07? He's even got the year right. I hate Mark Churchill, man. The living legend, mate. Uh, these are great. Next one in again from Big Fat Mush. Least favourite thing about demos? Least favourite thing about demos? Uh I don't know, man. I love demos, man. I, I show up to the show, they have to show up for the kids. Uh, I, I love that. I love that positivity in the demos uh, line. <laughs> Nicely on from the last question, or two questions ago, Churchill has asked, if you could only do one trick for the rest of your life, why would it be the nose pick? <laughs> <laughs> the second word's off, Churchill, and it's kit flips, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love a nose pick, mate. I love a nose pick, but I love flips as well. I kick love skateboarding. Flips. Love doing all the free tricks I can do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> kick flips. I have never mastered kick flips. I can do them. Sometimes I've managed to do them well, but most of the time not. And I always manage. I think it's because of my practicing the nolly flips and switch flips. But I can do switch flips better than I can do normal flips. It's funny you say that as recently, man. All my switch stuff find it a lot easier to do, like switch front side flips and switch flips on quarters and stuff like that. So it used to be the way around, but now I'm struggling to do, you know, sort of switch or or regs. It's mental. It's like what you're used to, I guess. Uh, next up, we got base base Menton the hills response. It's a very mouth, a big mouthful. Uh, why does Ellington and that call him the Edge? The Edge. <laughs> Ellen, um, there's a spot in in Manchester where the Aldi is. It's on, you'll see on. Um, I don't know if you've seen, you've seen Kendrick's video. Um, Shads, you know, a part of that I filmed. Basically, it's like a big. I was trying to kick flip it. I've only did it in a back one eighty. It's like a sort of massive drop, and. Ellington and uh, Lizard have just come out the edge of their eye. The Ellington went, oh, come out the edge, the edge. Like, so when they're walking down, it's come off the edge and just flew out trying to flip this big gap. And like, that's where the edge came from, basically. So Ellington and uh, 
Lizard King started calling me the Edge. That's that's where it's you know come from, man. That's such a good that's such a good nickname. I like that. He's also asked, or she has also asked, they. Let's go for non-binary. They've also asked favorite Oasis song. Bring it on down. Oh, definitely, maybe it's my uh, favorite song. Uninvited guest stays to the end. Uh, I'm a Push Em On part as well. Uh, the last part on Push Em On. Favorite Oasis tune, man. With skate parts, uh, I have always wondered historically, did people just put them in until they get told off for putting them in? What's that? With regards to rights, because obviously, like the bands get a bit funny with for you. I think when well, you ever get a cease or desist, um, the majority of the time, like people don't care. People don't care, and I don't think it just goes that that big. Because obviously, when these video parts are done, mate, they're coming on DVD or VHS, and you know what I mean. No one, it's a bit different now, and it was just loaded up on tomorrow's chip paper, and it? it's loaded up on uh, Instagram or YouTube, and that, and you. You haven't got anything, if you know what I mean, with a DVD or a VHS, man, you've got something there. It's like having a vinyl or a CD or a tape. You've got something there that forever, but online's just, it's to me, it's just like, it gets forgotten really quickly, if you know what I'm saying. Tomorrow's chip paper. Paper for uh, chips anymore, but you know what I mean? No age. So there's five more questions in on the wine club. Uh, Joe Hinson again. Does taking your shirt off make you land it? Yeah, too right, man. Otherwise, you're gonna be you're gonna be in a lot of pain, aren't you? Hundred <laughs> percent. That's Frank Stevens, man. <laughs> you've got you've definitely got an answer. Frank. Where, what's Frank doing these days? Is he in, still in London? Frank, he lives in Ipswich in the Switch. Um, I spoke to him not so long ago. I think yeah, I spoke to him. It, was, uh, it might have been New Year. Maybe I spoke to him. I just yeah, it's New Year. I think. Always yeah, random random evening uh, chats with Frank. Um, he's good, man. He's still skating loads. He's always filming, man. I think he's the record for the most amount of skate parts ever filmed. I reckon, mate, that guy, man. He's banged out a lot of footage, man. A lot oh, of footage, nice. Frank. Yeah. He's all good, though, I think. Lee Blackwell. Lee Blackhell 151. Uh, <laughs> what was it like being kidnapped by Blackwell in Derby to wake up in Ipswich? <laughs> I, just, I, I knew that was coming. That was the most random morning of my life or whenever it was, yeah. I was in Derby the night out and I woke up in Ipswich at Blackwell's house. It was it was mental. Like, that was like, you know, it was like you've been left at Mount Hope, but about another three hour, four hour journey in between. Yeah, man, it was pretty random. Yes, Blackwell. <laughs> I, uh, I got so much time for Blackwell. I need to get him on. Mr. Dobalina's question <laughs> Talk about doing the flavour gap. The flavour gap. I think we've already covered it. That's why I was trying to be careful because there were so many good questions that I had to like. Try and not clash them. Yeah, mate, mate it was a pretty mad one. Like, add to that, like I was, I can't go into details, but basically I was with an ex-professional footballer, Keith O'Neill, who played for Northern Ireland and Wimbledon. And this dude, I remember it was like this American dude who's staying in our, like, our villa for like, about a week or so, do you know what I mean? And like, he's like, yeah, man, yeah, nice to meet you and all that. And I came back and I was like, Dave Allen, Dave Allen was their team manager and that. And uh, it was an Oakley days it was. And I remember coming back and like did the rail and everything. And like I said, this Keith O'Neill, man, he was in his golf gear. He'd been up all night and he'd been up all night and everything. And this American dude who left, he's like, go do that rail bed. And I don't have a clue who he was, but I later found out it was uh, Kelly Slater. Yeah, you know, best surfer in the world. I spent a week with him. Didn't have a clue who he was. And I asked my manager since from Oakland, who was that American guy? I kept drinking all my beer and all that. And that's <laughs> Kelly Slater. 
who's Kelly Slater? Do have a clue who Kelly Slater is? Like, they're just like, you're hilarious. You're the best in that. Obviously, then I, that's how I found out who Kelly Slater was. So he went, go do that rail. And then I found out, I did the rail and I found out afterwards that like, I've been chilling with him for a week. I didn't have a clue who he was. So, yeah, pretty mad. So you pretty much did the gap for, for one of many reasons, being Kelly Slater. Yeah, man, basically, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah he told us, yeah. That's, that's classic. Next up, we've got Landslide Daz, Daz's response. Yes. Yeah, uh, what are you going to do when the world runs out of vinegar? <laughs> Bury me. <laughs> <laughs> when the world runs out of sarsens, mate, I'm off. Get me off. I'm done. <laughs> What's your favourite dish? Is it fish and chips? No, man. No, my favourite dish is Sunday roast, mate. Sunday roast. Sunday roast. That's a golden. Yeah, man. Yeah. Grove roast, mate. If you're down here next time, mate, I'll cook you a roast. Yes. I'm I'm so keen for that. I don't know if you eat meat. I made vegan Yorkshire puddings for Eddie on Christmas Day. And Eddie and Sarah from Eddie, you know, Sarah Porter. Yeah, man. That's wicked. First time, yeah, I never made them before. Made them. Rose and everything. First time, actually. Went a lot better than I thought it'd go, so yeah, yeah. Final, final question, which I can't believe how... I've just looked through. It's like been about 20 minutes of questions. Final question yeah. comes in from Better Gear Down the Merseys. What's the worst house you've kipped in? <laughs> the worst house I've kipped in. The Hate House in Sheffield. There's a guy called Rob Hate, the BMX of the NSF, Northern Street Foundation boys. They're all BMXers and like... The suit, a jersey, all the BMXs, mate, in this house, the hate house, it was called. You'd have to walk in and literally you'd have to sort of like brush the cans and all the fag butts and like sort of make yourself like a little, do you know what I mean? Like it was absolutely oh. angry. 100% the worst house I've ever stayed in in my life. Where about that? Sheffield, top Sheffield. of Road. Yeah, yeah, top of Eccleshall Road. How, what, spa. how did you end up staying there? Uh, my mate Dill, uh, I haven't seen him for years, man. I've bumped into Lucian recently, my mate Lucian, who lives in Plymouth, who used to all this live in Sheffield, and he used to live there in the house, man. He was skating all of them, the rest of BMXs, and he's just like, yeah, he was horrible, that house, man. The hate house, like, it says itself, man. It was like, he was stinking, stinking. <laughs> Good night, man. <laughs> Perfect. Right, Ben, I'll leave you to your evening. Thank you ever so much for being yeah. on the podcast. Cheers, dude. I haven't said. Do you have any like thank you shout outs that you'd like to do? Thank you to all my mates. You know, fucking big shout out to Eddie, Vaughan, yourself, like all my pals, my missus, kids, bomber. Go check the shop out in uh, in Camden if you've ever been. We've got a store just on the bridge in Camden, Scum Store. Just big shout out to everyone who ever helped me out in skateboarding, sponsored me. You know, chilled me out a beer. Been. The family, that's it, man, really. Do you know what I mean? Is that store with the one with the mini ramp in Camden, is it? No, that, that was one in Covent Garden. Okay. Um, was that one? We've, uh, we've just got like a little store in um, literally just where the Holy Arms is and the bridge. You come out of Camden tube station, just down there on the right. Um, we've got a gig, actually, got a, there's a gig on the 25th, an unannounced gig by quite a big band that we're doing on the 25th of March. I'm not going to say who it is, but. They're doing a big tour around the UK, but they rang us up. It's an American guy. Uh, rang us up. was like, can we come and do a, a gig outside your store? Unannounced. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah. 25th of March, get yourself down to the scum store in Camden. Brilliant. Well, yeah. Ben, 
I have to say, uh, from meeting you in in the Kerrang Jam, uh, seeing you at the, I, I, I've already forgotten it, the Vans. Are we there yet? <laughs> seeing you at the Vans, are we there yet tour? Um, as we've mentioned, uh, when I met you, it was amazing. Um, you, you carry yourself very well, and it's been an absolute pleasure to get you on the podcast. It's been an absolute beast of an interview. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you to everyone for sending the questions in for Ben. I hope I got through yeah. them all. Yeah, cheers, Raskins. Appreciate it, man. Hey, Skate right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be in contact for the roast, mate. Definitely. Yeah, man. Looking forward to. It. Oh, mate, hundred percent, man. More than welcome anytime, mate. You ever need a place to come stay as well while you're down here, man? Ah, uh, you're a hero. All right, Ben. Have a good evening, buddy. Take care, man. Love you. Cheers. See you in a bit. In a bit. Wow, that was Ben Grove, an absolute hero of mine from when I was younger. Kind of inspired me to get into street skateboarding a little bit. I was mainly a mini ramp skater back then in my grom in my grom years. Absolute pleasure to interview. Thank you again, Ben Grove. We've got more interviews coming up. We've already interviewed the likes of Joe Hinson, Paul Luke, Eddie Belvedere. Eddie Belvedere's got a great uh, interview. So if you've not listened to any of those, go check them out. Future podcast guests, hopefully, Sean Goff, Lizzie Armento. Uh, we've also got Tim off of Flat Spot magazine in the Netherlands. So stay tuned. Thank you ever so much for listening. If you can, if you've enjoyed the content, give it a, uh, a subscribe, I think it is. I I'm not too sure on the old podcast game what it's called. It's not YouTube, but give it an old uh, follow or subscribe or whatever it is on the Amazon and uh, Spotify podcast. Give us a review if you have enjoyed it. It really does help us out. And thanks again for listening. Episode 7, we are out. Ben Grove, absolute hero. Join us again for the Wine Club. Stay tuned for more fantastic skateboarding guests on the Wine Club. Who are you guys working for? Who is this? It's uh, Skate Wine. Oh, beautiful. Did you say Skate Wine? Yeah. Yes, sir.